0: Spears and Chad John and Matt They're your hosts with the most insults and chat with John and Matt. I am Matt Pullman. And I'm Jonathan Emerson. And this is a podcast where we make up a drink and talk about all things in the supernatural realm. Happy holidays. Today is our very (laughs) special one-off end of 2020 holiday episode. Happy holidays, John. Happy
1: holidays, Matt.
0: Happy holidays to our listeners. (laughs) I hope you are enjoying yourself as we end this
1: shit show of a year. (laughs) We made it. Uh, Congratulations to... Uh if you're if you're listening to this congratulations we are at the end of 2020 yeah and there's <laughs>
0: there's really nothing more to say about that except for we are here we hope you're healthy we're healthy absolutely life goes on 2021 will be much better than 2020 because it really can't any worse okay <laughs>
1: and on a lighter note what are we drinking today john so we are drinking I want to say a neo-classic cocktail. It's not super, like super old. Neo from The Matrix? Totally from The Matrix. Mm-hmm. This was invented by Neo, actually. Oh, great. Um, <laughs> no, this is a, the cocktail, the poinsettia. Uh, mm. To uh, uh, keep things festive and in theme with our episode today, I wanted to choose so something I, that was festive.
0: Some people say poinsettia. Some people say poinsettia. Ooh. Do you have a preference?
1: Um I went with the um Ohio, I didn't prep you on this. So yeah, the I Ohio apologize. trashy um pronunciation of poinsettia mm-hmm. uh that being said i do know there's an i in that word and it's mm-hmm. unlikely that it's silent so uh having now been called out i, I think it, it might be poinsettia it's
0: great I, I don't really care
1: to research that but i just <laughs> point
0: out that if someone cares you can put feel it in free the to email us yeah
1: um, um so this is a very deceptively simple drink we haven't tried it yet but uh it, so this is our first experience with the poinsettia uh it's a it's a pretty simple uh mix so you're looking at uh uh half ounce orange liqueur three ounces cranberry juice three ounces of champagne Uh, see I I mispronounced that one on purpose so three ounces of champagne uh, and then you're supposed to garnish with sprigs of rosemary and cranberries I skipped the garnish yeah mine
0: is very light on cranberry and garnish (laughs) i.e. none but it is topped with some lovely melted ice cubes well
1: I wanted it to be nice and chill for you and also Mm -hmm. they only sell and this is uh, one of my Jonathan pet peeves but you never need more than like a sprig of rosemary and right. they always sell it in a batch so i just mm-hmm. i just didn't feel like sacrificing that much uh rosemary okay so, it's practical uh yeah but uh let's give it a whirl see how it is great
0: it's very red. it's like a ruby slipper Hmm. yeah yeah it's very very sweet i assume that if a
1: dog drank it they would not be poisoned? Uh, they would not be... Po- well, so booze isn't great for canines, but um, it, it might get them, but it's not nearly as toxic as a poinsettia mm-hmm. is to cats, which means I'm guessing they're probably also uh, poisonous or toxic to dogs, but this cocktail... When you were a kid,
0: so. did your choir ever sell poinsettias, mm-hmm. or is that just what uh, A Canfield I problem- thing?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no, I... See, I might be questioning my own memory now because the last choir concert I attended was at your previous high school and they Uh, were doing that. Yeah. So I I know that we decorated with them on stage in pretty much every concert like ever, but I don't know that we sold them. But it kind of makes sense that we would as like a booster thing. Yeah,
0: so how our choir did it is that we, the choir members, would sell them because obviously my neighborhood was hurting was hurting for money very very <laughs> poor sorry as an aside the uh, the community i grew up on was was rather wealthy we and were not mine but, um, was not <laughs> yeah so we would take home the order forms and people would come to the concert and then when it's over, it would just be kind of a free-for-all where people would just like rush the stage and like grab a poinsettia, grab your poinsettia. and if bitch was in the way, you'd knock her out, you know, <laughs> with your Michael Kors purse and then... This was all pre-Karen you know. Karen cancellation, by mm-hmm. the way. <laughs> no, that that stuff never happened. I'm just, I'm just being silly. <laughs> So, on today's episode, we do not have a guest, but this is our one off holiday show where we're going to be talking about the darker and the stranger sides the to the holiday. Side of Christmas. So, we all know Santa and Rudolph and Mrs. Claus and all the rest. But did you know in other traditions, there are some characters who are not as warm and fuzzy? as Saint Nick by and his pals. Names. No, so we're just going to talk about some of those. So let's get the so ball rolling. We
1: we did some some deep diving, and I know that there's definitely some overlap between our, our lists. Um, so to preface all this, all of these spooky iterations of, of the Yuletide or Christmas season are also in many cases tied to Santa Claus himself, which I'll get into a little later. But I... I, th- I think we have to start with the most famous of the spooky Christmas characters, uh, the one whose film we watched just yesterday, mm-hmm. Krampus. Mm-hmm. So we can we can talk about the film uh, a little bit. But uh, mm-hmm. so basically, for anyone who's not familiar, uh, Krampus. So whereas Santa is the giving and the light and the warmth of, of Christmas, and uh, is thought to have come from several pagan traditions that were then uh, Christianized and homogenized um, into the form we see today, Uh, but Krampus is is a throwback to its very, very early pagan roots. Uh, I want to say the Netherlands, uh, the Nordic countries, uh, had him as a part of their tradition, and whereas Santa was all light and warmth, uh, he was there to punish the the naughty children. So, parents would tell the story to a, it, basically the first ever elf on a shelf.
0: <laughs> so I think what I'm going to use for the logo for today's episode is I found this hilarious image from a greeting card from the 1900, which was Krampus like about to eat two children. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> and, interesting. Uh, and so, so it would be something, yeah, to warn bad children. I, I think it would be hilarious if someone wrote a musical akin to Wicked, <laughs> where St. Nick and Krampus meet in no- North Pole School and one becomes good, and one becomes misunderstood. Oh my
1: god, so wait, so... so I just was... kind
0: of want to know like, what happened to Krampus. I'm looking at a picture of him here, and I feel like if Krampus really worked on himself and utilized... <laughs> his peculiarity, such as these long phallic horns on his head for good for fighting evil <laughs> rather than perpetuating it that he could be a force of light but I don't know if anyone's ever reached out to him
1: I, I guess tried... one of the takeaways I had from from the from the movie we watched which wasn't great by the way but it, it was okay it was fine um, it was a
0: so we watched the movie *Krampus* last night, and I thought it was going to be more of a horror type of film. It was really just kind of a silly Hollywood, uh, goofy comedy.
1: Yeah, yeah, it it, it was like uh, the scary version of *Christmas Vacation* uh, in many ways, yeah. even with many uh, similar characters. Um, hey, yeah, as soon as like
0: <laughs> you had an old grandmother who only spoke German, I was I I, I knew that yeah. some shit was gonna go down and that she was gonna be responsible
1: <laughs> but yeah the depiction of uh, it's crampus. That, uh, that was more scottish sorry uh it was I... it was i right. um but anywho uh what i took away from it was this sort of idea of a reverse santa claus like that's what mm-hmm. the old grandma in that movie talked about and they even made him even in a, in a demonic form very christmas like and Krampus isn't even the only what I'll call Santa sidekick. So what you have are several different um, pagan traditions, Santa, Santa-like things. You've got hairy Santa Claus. You've got rough Santa Claus, in, uh, and then of course you have Krampus. There's several different, uh, either punishing or gift-giving folklore entities that were eventually, as Roman Catholicism. Kept encountering, you know, in its in its um, in its ancient world context, whenever uh, Roman Catholicism uh, encountered a cultural aspect that it could not simply wipe away, you know, in, in a matter of war, it, something that was just too culturally impactful for you know a, a newly conquered land, Roman Catholicism would just absorb that. Um,
0: <laughs> well, yeah, history has. Uh... A theme of reappropriating gods goddesses ideas into newer versions in the we we, we would see a lot you know greco-roman gods and nymphs and characters kind of became
1: saints or martyrs in
0: other religions i santa
1: claus became saint nicholas you know mm -hmm. the idea of uh gift-giving entities became saint nicholas and then what you see in artwork in the Middle Ages after that is characters like Krampus, like uh, uh which we'll talk about in a second, and, and Harry Santa Claus, uh, those all ended up becoming traveling companions to, to St. Nicholas, you know, as though he carried them all around in his sleigh.
0: Right, and I want to mention there is a holiday called Krampusnacht, which is December 6th, which is the European trad- uh, festival okay. of Krampus, where oh, nice. I'm looking at a photo right now, it's of... People dressed as Krampus marching down the street with Christmas trees around them. I it's beautiful and terrifying. Uh, The demonic masks are very cool. Time, as is
1: life, and they carry around. uh, So this is another um, uh, after Christianity uh, evolution of Krampus. So in in his original uh, mythology. You know, if you were a bad child, St. Nicholas didn't visit you, or Santa Claus didn't visit you. Krampus just came and ate you. Um, Mm -hmm. Whereas now, I believe even in that festival, the idea is that he will carry around birch branches and a sack, throw the naughty kids in a sack, and then beat them with the birch branches. But there's no discussion about um, eating uh, in the mythos these days. Oh,
0: that's nice. Maybe he became vegan.
1: (laughs) Uh, Let's
0: move on to the
1: next character on our list. uh, One of the more interesting or, or... sort of crossover uh, creatures for me is uh, Gryla. Uh, and I I first became familiar with if you're a fan of uh, the, the latest Sabrina iteration Gryla makes an appearance. So Gryla and the Yule Lads as they're called uh, is a Nordic giantess uh, who again uh, if you don't light your Yule log and are super good children and listen to your parents, uh, she will come down out of her mountains and she'll capture and eat you. And her Yule lads, uh, which are uh, basically spirit entities that she controls, will destroy your house and all that jazz.
0: Yeah, I don't have anything else to say about her. I'm just looking at a picture. Again, there's another festival in Iceland where someone is dressed as Brila, hunched over, walking down the street looking like she's out to cause trouble. I don't remember that episode of Sabrina.
1: So do you remember the, the lady who discovered that uh, the one aunt had a, a baby hidden and discovered based on the cry, and she like is, is addicted to... to uh, she never had children of her own, so she's always like collecting children. Okay, yeah, I'll take your word for it. I don't want to <laughs> um, linger. So, but that's not the only Witch of Christmas. So mm-hmm. there's also... I want to make sure I'm pronouncing this right. Oh, la... That's it, Lebafana. Um, who was uh, pre-Christian as well, but was said to have been invited by the three wise men to follow the, the birth uh, of, of uh, Jesus. And she said she was too busy for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, <so laughs> Which after- <laughs> my thing is, like,
0: what is so important that you can't go attend to the birth of our Savior? Like, what was she doing? Because I'm reading the same article or a different article talking about her and it just says she was too busy was she washing her hair well, or
1: in in fairness all they had to go on was the star and a prophecy so it, depending on which cultural it
0: sounds like some heretical talk <laughs> oh, right there all right
1: well what i like about how that legend develops is then she travels around oh wait 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 the... I,
0: i'm sorry like i in my article she was too busy but then she realized that she made a mistake <laughs> <laughs> she tried to get an etch up to them, but she was unable to do so. Exhausted on the eve of their arrival in Bethlehem, she threw herself under a tree and a branch. From that tree became a magical broomstick that allowed her to fly looking for baby Jesus. Today the Bafana appears during and just before Epiphany events, giving treats and small gifts to good children or leaving gifts at their houses, much like Santa Claus. Uh, So she was kind of like an Amelia Bedelia kind of (laughs) dumbass lady who just couldn't get her shit together.
1: (laughs) Couldn't find Jesus. Girl was busy. She literally needs to
0: find Jesus and... Oh, now no. she might find you instead and well, give you.
1: Well, she gives presents at least. Like so, that's what I find interesting. Is like she's like the good witch. I just feel like
0: her her backstory could have used more padding. I'm I'm sure she's lovely if oh, she were okay. real. Okay,
1: so I I just uh, introduced a couple of those. Why don't you talk about uh, your favorite uh, Swedish festival? I want to say it's Swedish. Hold on, let me see. Uh, with the is it the Kari Lid, Marilud? Marilud, that's yeah, it.
0: Yeah, oh, I just looked at the pronunciation, and now I forget. But I heard a bunch of different just dialects. Just not a Welsh accent. Marilud. 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 Oh. By
1: the way, my Welsh is terrible. No, but I
0: just watched a YouTube video, and everyone was saying it different. So it's. I'm going to say Mar-i- Marilud for now. Oh, And like someone it. again can please correct me. So Marilud is a skeleton horse, and a troop <laughs> will arrive with the horse... On your doorstep and come up with rhymes asking that they want to come in and eat your food and drink all your alcohol in return you have to come up with a rhyme and a limerick about why they cannot come in and it keeps going back and forth until whoever wins and if you lose, I guess it's a rap battle. Almost. It's, it's basically, yeah, it's a rap battle. Uh, so if you lose or the like rap, a
1: Shakespearean throwdown, since we're talking sure, about. Memory.
0: if that happens and you have to let a skeleton horse in and drink your liquor, uh, I have a note here even if the owner wins the verse battle they still let in the troop for this reason.
1: Oh it's a blessing. Yeah, so it's a it's a yeah. house blessing when they come in and drink your booze. Well, then
0: it kind of renders the whole rap battle irrelevant. Kind of like the snitch in Harry Potter. Like uh, oh, there, okay. there's there really is <laughs> Only one winner. Well,
1: okay, but it, it's like a scary version of Christmas caroling, is what it seems like to me. It
0: sounds like a cross between Halloween traditions and for and Christmas traditions altogether. I think it's hilarious.
1: But if you're talking about uh, spooky Christmas animals, I don't think we can have that discussion without talking about the Yule Cat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually had its really cool name. Uh, it's one of the giant race of the uh, uh, Nordic... Uh, mythos, the uh, Jala Katorin. I think I got Jol- it. C- Jol- uh Yeah. Jola Katorin. Jol- Jol- sure. Yeah. Maybe Jol.
0: Uh, yeah. Some in Norwegian. Back. It's. Yes, it might be Yolakatori. Yolakatori. Yeah, we, we could have bothered to look at the Prince of Nation, but we didn't. But, so. Uh, so
1: we'll just go with Yule Cat. Um, yeah, that's not why we're not on Stitcher yet. <laughs> but this is a, a giant cat, and if you don't, so it, again, it comes down out of the mountains. It doesn't seem to care whether you've been good or bad. It is very concerned about your clothes. So if your parents didn't get you at least socks, it eats you.
0: Oh, so it comes in and reads you to filth <laughs> uh, about your fashion, and it, then it eats you.
1: Correct. If you so, it will. It will. It is peering through your window as you're opening gifts, and your parents must have gotten you socks. And I'm I'm guessing it also has to do with good behavior as well, uh, because all of these myths uh, that we've been going through are all very much. Uh, yeah, listen my- to me and be good, or you will be eaten.
0: So, the information I'm reading, it's saying this not-so-festive feline towers over houses, peeking in to see if children have gotten new clothes since last Christmas or for the holiday this year. If they did, it was safe and the cat would move on to the next house. If not, the child would be gobbled up. Provided <laughs> Gryla didn't get there first, we suppose. So next time you're dog and getting socks for Christmas, just think that they help you to protect you from the Yule cat. <laughs> My only thing with these this Yule cat, I guess with all of them, is the the best you can hope for is for it not to physically assault you like what what good is it bringing
1: <laughs> i i think all of these i mean at least
0: lubafana she she'll bring presents even oh, and, though she needs a gps on her room or something and even
1: but, the other versions of santa claus you know bell snickle for instance is basically like homeless santa uh he's basically dirty and grubby and has leathers on but he also carries treats in his pocket so mostly he just beats children um but if you're a good kid he might give you a snack he might give you like a werther's original or something
0: oh that's great i'm just saying the yule cat is just more
1: also as, evil a, as than... a kid like toys i'm kind of like that's it's kind of a dick move what if you, that one year you managed to i mean it, the, convince your parents i feel like the okay it's just soft. this
0: kind of weird dark uh children protective services agent who is making sure that children are properly clothed yeah and I'm I'm giving the old cat a lot of benefit that's a way to look at it yeah
1: I I would say um the interesting thing I always say the word interesting but um Gryla the the Part about her that oh I kind of lost my train of thought on Gryla. um oh yes uh so in Norway I believe they actually at one point so parents were so good at spooking their kids about rai uh, about Gryla, that uh, they actually banned uh, using her as a parenting technique uh, so they they you know the kids were getting scared enough that uh, that the government intervened so that was. Fascinating to me. So wait, so it was illegal to threaten your kids? I think with... it was more like government guidance okay. about uh, the rearing it's about of, to of say children. That's
0: some First Amendment bullshit right there. Yeah. If I want to <laughs> oh push my. my kids with the threat of Gryla, I will. And Obama is going to force oh. me to...
1: And. To that end, one cannot uh, judge these parents too, too hard if you yourselves are also torturing your kid with an elf on the shelf, which um, is basically the same exact thing, you know, except no beatings or being eaten. It's more the um, elf on the shelf is going to, you know, Crystal Snowflake is going to tell on you.
0: Right. So we have one more. I have one more. Unless I think you may have skipped one. Uh, um, yeah. So I have Belschnickel.
1: Yeah. I was talking about him a little bit with the uh, ho- like the homeless uh, looking Santa.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, basically, he, I missed that bit. He's just Santa, a bit with dirtier clothes. Mm. And in my picture. Oh, and a whip. I see a yeah, whip. Yeah, no, there. he is looking menacing with a whip, like a homeless. Uh, Dominatrix? I don't know. It's, it's very strange. I can see why, out of all of them, this one didn't stand the test of time. Well, this <laughs> was another
1: there's... traveling buddy of Santa's. You know, once they homogenized it into, like, uh, the the Roman, once they started really adopting all these myths, uh, he was a traveling companion t- to Santa, or to Saint Nicholas, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he he is also the one, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, that
0: well, it, no, Santa, if you're bad, will leave you a lump of coal, but Belchnickel will take you out and whip you, right, <laughs> if you have misbehaved. So that's that's not pleasant. I don't like that. I'm gonna cancel him. In What's interesting
1: is, uh, oh my lord! So there's one Santa Claus and like eight different uh, bad Santas, so to speak, is what it sounds like, except for uh, the. Le who is my mm-hmm. favorite because she's kind of like the Glinda of Christmas. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: Okay, so we talked about those. Another thing that we want to talk about in this episode are our favorite Christmas movies that are also a little dark or supernatural <laughs> or scary bent. Um, last year, we talked about Gremlins, which I'm just going to bring it up again because you yeah. can never talk enough about Gremlins. Gremlins is a Christmas movie, the first one, and it's a great <laughs> Christmas movie. I think every... Kid in the 80s wanted a mogwai, oh, sure. even with all of the weird rules that are impossible to follow. Uh, Gremlins 2 is not a Christmas movie, but it's still <laughs> a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, so uh, you can't talk about Christmas movies, in my opinion, without touching at least on Gremlins. It's amazing how the writers were able to wrap uh, the quintessential Midwest holidays around every element in that movie, uh, even the scary bits. Uh, For me, the one I'll throw out there uh, onto the table is Home Alone. I feel like. Yeah, we
0: just rewatched that last week. Oh my God, do I have feelings about (laughs) Home Alone? I'm actually glad you brought that up because Home Alone is a comedy, but I went to see Home Alone when it came out during Christmas time, 1990. I believe I was in. I was like. Negative five years old. No, I was I was in second grade and that was all the buzz. Everyone oh, was talking mom about loves this story. uh Home Alone. I didn't I don't think I'd ever seen any commercials. I didn't even know what it was. It was just like, oh, we're all gonna see Home Alone, some comedy thing, Christmas. Great, cool, let's go. <laughs> so we're watching the movie and I think I was an overly sensitive child. Oh, you're I was, very empathetic. I well sure. We'll go with that. Or Harry. Or of like a post traumatic <laughs> stressed <laughs> child but the movie opens with this family being terrible right to Kevin. Absolutely the worst. There is not a good one in the whole McAllister family. They're all deeply, deeply oh, too uncle, rich, oh, yeah. Too white, too privileged, too passive, aggressive. Like who even calls
1: an eight like an eight year old a jerk. Well, like, even
0: the siblings, there, there's not a good yeah, one is a... nice. So it starts with that and then It gets into the meat of the story, which is about two middle aged men stalking a young boy, and then the young boy turning the tables and just torturing (laughs) the hell out of them. And I remember sitting in the theater and everyone's laughing their ass off, like sold out theater at night. It's not the first time this has happened to my life. This happens all (laughs) the time where you're looking around, it's like, I don't get what everyone's laughing at. Why is everyone enjoying this thing? Am I the (laughs) only one? And towards the climax, I actually got so. Disturbed, like I had to leave the theater. My mom actually took me out of the theater because I I was not enjoying myself. I was I wasn't scared. I was just extremely uncomfortable, and I didn't understand what we were watching or why this had to be a thing. I think. For and then a kids- year later, the movie came out on VHS, and I was so determined to like it mm-hmm. because everyone else I knew loved it. I remember the same thing watching it with my cousins and with some other friends at a holiday party, and the same thing when. The burglars are getting beat up mm-hmm. and getting the crowbar smacked in their face. They were just laughing, laughing, laughing. And I was, and I remember laughing along, but it's the first time I ever had to pretend to laugh. And uh, it's really hard to fake right. a laugh, especially when you are disturbed. Yeah, it's, it's an uncomfortable thing. So I don't get it. I,
1: I'll say that I think you, especially at that age, were seeing live action. Th- this happened in, in live action to people where I think... And that, you know, sort of triggered more sensitivity in you than I think. I believe that most people who watch that, especially in that time period, they were seeing, in essence, live action, itchy and scratchy.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's like a a Three Stooges thing. I I get why it's popular, and it's fine. I mean, it's not that I hated it, that I... Yeah, that that was a joke, but it's not that I was disturbed or scared. I just didn't get it. I just didn't get why this was funny. And I, I don't even like that type of humor... Now I really, really do not like torture porn movies like Saw or Hostel or anything where someone is slowly getting hurt. And yeah, I it's not my thing. I'm sure I know I'm wrong. I know I'm wrong. No, the, the movie made a hundred billion dollars worldwide. Every it's something else. Everyone else.
1: I I like the did. I like the background <laughs> though. Like when. I, I saw an article, I think it was on BuzzFeed, where they were like, yeah, so um, for a door handle to turn red hot, um, as soon as his hand touched it, it would have exploded. Uh, Well, they also (laughs)
0: interviewed a doctor saying, what would happen to two human beings who (laughs) suffered all the physical distress that Harry and Marv do? And I think the doctor says, well, at best, (laughs) we're looking for a serious head trauma, possibly maim or uh, permanent loss of limbs, and at worst, Death. <laughs> it, it's it's fine. Uh, but it is quintessential Christmas. It is very. It has a great soundtrack say, too. And Home Alone Two. Too, yeah. It, it's, it's the same Christmas
1: in New York. Like it. It really captured it that is, magic.
0: I mean, the Donald Trump cameo uh, now kind yeah. of ruins it Gross. for me. And I think it was like a year ago, like the Family Channel or whatever they call it now. They aired Home Alone Two, but they edited Donald Trump's cameo out. And then of course Trump. Started tweeting about it the next day, but the only reason why he's in that movie, if we're going to talk about really scary things, is that they needed permission from him or his organization to film at the plaza, Mm. because I think he, him or the Trump company owned it then, and so he said yes on the basis that he could do a cameo in the movie. So that's why that happened. Did
1: you, did not, did, is the first time you heard about that on, on Pose? Or did you hear about that On before? Pose? Yeah, they, oh, they touched <laughs> on it, yeah. My our dog man. is growling So he's at us. very feeling the Christmas spirit right now, too.
0: I don't know what... Our dog just sees Rand... he's he's. You
1: know what? He's growling at your coat. Oh, okay. Because he thinks I'm going to take him on a walk, probably. No, no, he's scared of it. Oh. He's he's
0: getting to this weird age where he'll growl at weird... Ch- our, so our dog is scared of blue Gatorade. <laughs> if we bring out a bottle... It has to be blue. The red yeah, and the that. lemonade, he's fine. But he'll just stare at it and... The other day, there was... I was taking him on his walk, and there was, like, a shopping cart with plastic bottles. Like, someone's going to recycling. And mm-hmm. he got so scared. He actually started jerking on the leash. I had to pick him up oh, and wow. walk by. So, yeah, I don't know, guys. triggered so, sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but Home Alone, pretty terrifying. Yeah. And what other movie was like
1: you're gonna mention i don't know die
0: hard die I hard mean, is die a hard, Christmas yeah, movie well, now that
1: was the, fr- the the first time you saw die hard was Damn. was that this year mm-hmm.
0: yeah, yeah i only recently saw it uh, a month and a half ago it was on hbo max i had never seen die hard i, I gotta say i actually don't really remember <laughs> it wasn't it, it's kind it's of colorful boring.
1: it's bright and colorful eh, alan rickman I, I, of course is is you know amazing in it as he is in everything he does um He's the bad guy, right? Am I? Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't uh, misspeaking there, but yeah, Die Hard's one I grew up with, to be honest with you, I've seen pretty much every sequel because yeah. I'm proud of you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, uh, we're going to wrap things up here. We want to wish you a very happy, happy holidays, a great new year. If you would like to follow this podcast, we are available on Google, iTunes, Spotify, and all the rest. If you want to get in touch with us, you can send us an email at spiritsandchatpodcast at gmail.com, or you can find us on the web on both Facebook and Instagram at Spirits and Chat. Until next time, I am Matt Pullman. And I'm Jonathan Emerson. And remember, stay spooky!